the door to his past negative experiences. Made him challenge God and tell him, you're the wrong man. Give me verse 12 as I go to verse 13 to finish. So he said, God tells Moses, I will certainly be with you because I've never left you. And this shall be a sign to you that after I have sent you, this will be a sign to you that I have sent you when you have brought the people of Egypt, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Moses, stop blocking your future because of your past. Stop blocking your now moment because of your yesterday's frustrated expectations. Stop, Moses, stop. Stop glorifying your pain. Stop glorifying your failure. Stop glorifying the things that have not worked, the job that you have lost, the business that has crumbled, the children that have no food. They are not dead, they are still alive. Moses, I'm giving you a sign and a degree and a promise. God is a promise keeper. I am the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And let me tell you the deal. Let me tell you how serious I am that I'm going to use you to bring those people out. Just the way we are standing on this mountain talking to you, you will be serving me with all those people on this same spot, on this same mountain. What else did Moses need to know that God is serious? God tells him, I have planned it. I have your recovery plan. I've already taken you to Egypt. And I guarantee you, you'll be here where we are standing today. Can I tell you this? Can I assure you today, my brothers and sisters, this coming year, you will wonder whether you are the same person who was this year thinking that the world has come to an end. You will not be in the same spot. God will have restored you. God will have given you the power to recover all. God will have given you a new job. God will have given you a new business. God will have restored you. God will have blessed you. God will have prospered you. In 12 months, God will turn everything around. Don't allow today to mess around the plan that God has for you for tomorrow. God tells him, you will worship me in this mountain. What more would anybody want from God? As we, in conclusion, I want us, I want to show you how the door that reminds you of your failures, the door that makes you look back to what went wrong, what, never did, what you never did right, must be shut. That door must be shut. In verse 13, after God tells him, I will certainly be with you, in verse 13, God tells Moses. This is Moses' official response. Huh. When I come to the children of Israel, when I come to the children of Israel, <laughs> when I come to the children of Israel, and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, 
and they say to me, what is your name? What shall I tell them? I want you to know, <laughs> Moses knew who God was. But that was before anniversary. Moses understood the ways of God before. But that was before the 40 days in the desert, 40 years in the desert. How do I know that God, Moses knew who God was? When God told him, when God appeared to him, he told him, he introduced himself, I am the God of your fathers. I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Jacob. I'm God of Isaac and Jacob. And what did Moses do? He bows. He lies flat. It's only that I can lie flat on the ground here. He lies flat before this God of heaven. But now in verses 13, he is telling God, I thought I knew you, but I don't think I no longer knew who you are because of what I've gone through. God, I have, I have trouble defending you and defending your principles. Somebody called me recently and asked me, Bishop, how do I continue with my intensity of prayer and faith and build my faith after what I've gone through. I, how do I, how do I, how do, how do things just, how do I assume that I never went through anything? Adversity has a way of taking you down. Adversity has a way of introducing you to your, to your faith, to your, to your strength and to your shortcomings. Moses in verse 13 is asking God, what is your name? What shall I say to them? What is your name? Are you there? Or am I there? Can you still defend God whom you served in high school? The God you knew in elementary school, in Sunday school, the God you defended and told other people and testified of his faithfulness. Can you still defend him? Can you still defend this God? I want an answer to this question. Please write this question down. And after I finish this message shortly, I want you to ask yourself these questions. Hard questions. Can I still, after going through what I've, after going through what I've gone through, can I still defend God? Can I still... Look at a person, an unbeliever, or an atheist for that matter. Can I still look at somebody who doesn't believe in God or the existence of God? Can I still defend God the way I used to? Or am I bewildered? Am I wondering in my mind whether God is the same? He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Moses is telling God, I knew you when I was leaving the palace. I knew I was your chosen vessel. I knew you are the God I will serve for the rest of my life. I knew your name and I was willing to defend you to a point of killing somebody for you so that I can deliver the people you called me to. But after staying in this desert for 40 years of silence, 
and emptiness. God, I feel like you need to introduce me to me. You need, you need to tell me. <laughs> you need to tell me what your name is. The name I took that time, 40 years ago. I need to know whether it's still the same. I need to know whether it's... <laughs> The God I was ready to serve 40 years ago, whether uh, before COVID-19, whether you are still the same. What Moses was trying to tell God is, I want to know whether you will fail me or you will let me fail again. Or this time you will defend me. Or whether I'll go through suffering and pain and you still watch me fail. What is your name. Before you judge Moses, and before I join you to judge Moses or throw stones at Moses, Moses is not alone. In thinking like, God, I need you to clarify your name or your position on this matter. There are brethren who are reading the Bible who are not reading the Bible anymore. Or they don't read it the way they used to. Could that be you? There are brethren who are not, they're people, they're Christians who are no longer spending hours in prayer the way they used to do because they have questions in their minds. There are believers who wonder whether God cares enough. I would ask God, God, what's happening? Are you not seeing this? But after knowing that he told Moses, I have seen the suffering of my people for 400 years. I have heard their cry and I've, I've, I, 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 I know their sorrows. I understand that God does not blink. And today I'm here to conclude to tell you this. If you allow the failures of your past, the mistakes of your past, the lost dreams of yesterday, if you have allowed the pain of the job that you had depended on to occupy your thoughts and your minds and your meditations, you will miss that new job, that new opportunity that God has for you. Drop it. Shut that door. Shut that negative door in your mind. The door that allows negatives, awful thoughts, suicidal thoughts, desperations, movies of failures, of things that you never did right. I like what Albert Austin said. Fish don't have to climb trees. He said you don't have to judge a fish by how well it climbs a tree because it will never climb. You may not reverse what happened. I may never reverse what happened. But I can recover what I've lost. 
If I trust in the Lord God Almighty, if I trust in the power of the God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they are, I, have a, I stand a chance to recover all. I stand a chance to recover. I stand a chance to rebuild the business that I've lost. I stand a chance to get a better job. I stand a better chance to start from scratch and build it again in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The sinking of the Titanic did not outlaw sea travel. The fact that Judas committed suicide did not mean the disciples needed to liquidate the ministry. The fact that you have gone through what you have gone through doesn't mean that you doubt the faithfulness of God. Shut the door. That reminds you of what never worked and embrace what will work. The miracle is in the house. In this anniversary, you can move forward. You can make progress. And you can succeed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Jehovah God, in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. I feel like a defense attorney or lawyer who this morning had to defend God. Yet I'm not qualified to defend you because you need no defense. You are God in the beginning. You are God today. And you will remain God forever. Nothing changes you. Nothing reverses your promises. And therefore, I join my brothers and sisters today to repent that we ever thought this was the end. We repent the thought of thinking that this is the end. For this is not the end. This is the beginning of a better tomorrow. This is the beginning of a stronger faith in God and in his ability to help us to recover whole. I pray for those like Moses have built a case against God because of losing their loved ones, losing their jobs, their financial ruin. God, I pray that you will help them to drop that and shut that door that blames God And help themselves to trust this God who after 400 years still raised Moses to deliver the children of Israel and bring them to a good and a large land. Help me and help each one of us today to know that you have a good plan for us a good plan. May you lead us to that point of understanding that our tomorrow will be better than our today and that you are the God of resurrection and you give life to the dead and you call those things that are not 
as though they are. Thank you for hearing that prayer. Thank you for giving me this time to raise a defense and to remind my brothers and sisters and remind myself that God is totally aware of what we have gone through and that you are thoroughly involved and that you are in control of the situation. And because you are in charge and you are in control, we will come out better than we went in because you reign. Thank you again for the strength that comes from you to go through this crisis. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. As I conclude this broadcast, I want to remind you again and again, give yourself time to pray. Create time for prayer. Prayer will help you, my brother, my sister. Prayer will strengthen you even when your faith is weak. Take time to study the Word of God, not read. You are not in a competition. We are not in a reading competition. Take time to study the Word of God. It is the only thing that we have to remind us of the faithfulness of our God. Take time to just study. It doesn't have to be many chapters a day. You don't have to read the whole books, the whole book, a whole book in the Bible. But just create time to hear what your father has to say to you and to me during this time. For men shall not live by bread alone. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3. For men shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And that word is found in the book, in the Bible. Spend some time to read. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord do you good. May the Lord shine his face upon you. And may the Lord give you peace. I'll be looking forward to share with you on part three on this topic, advancing through adversity. See you again. The Lord bless you. The Lord do you good.